Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Pros and Comms. I'm your host, Dylan Gray. With me, I have the sensational Gina Gold. Yes, hello. And to my left, not that it would matter to you guys in podcast land, is Watson. Yo. So, why don't you uh, do a quick introduction for our people. Who are you, Gina Gold? I am Gina Gold. And I have written a supernatural book. Is well, I don't know if the book is supernatural, but that's the genre called Blue Ormus. And um, and I'm also a storyteller and performer. Awesome. And Watson? Uh, I'm Watson. I'm a professional nerd. There you go. <laughs> and I'm Dylan Gray, also a professional nerd uh, working in comics. Uh, as a marketing director for a publisher called Top Cow Productions, which is an imprint of Image. And I also have been doing some indie writing myself. And at the end of the day, we're just fans that want to talk about the things we love. And I thought a really good way to kind of jump off our inaugural podcast, as they call it, would be to talk about something that's on everyone's minds, Star Wars. Yes. They Mm -hmm. have all the movies, they have the shows, and they're just going to keep coming out with more and more until the day... They stop making things in general, and the, and the Earth explodes. We're going to have Star Wars stuff. So, tell me, Watson, what did, when you think of Star Wars, what does it make you feel? Nostalgic. Nostalgic. hmm Super nostalgic. Like, I remember watching the movies almost every day when I was little on VHS. Empire is the best, by the way. Don't at me. <laughs> Empire is number one. But I remember watching it almost every day as a little kid. And loved them. Funny story about me. I actually saw the original trilogy backwards. Oh, really? I was at Warehouse Video, which was a rental place. And uh, I'm looking at stuff and I see Return of the Jedi. And I was like, what's that? To my dad. And he's like, oh, it's Star Wars. And I was like, oh, you think I'd like it? He's like, yeah. So we rented it. I was like, wow, this is great. But I was kind of lost. He's like, yeah, there's two movies before that. And so the next week I went and back there, but they didn't have A New Hope, the first movie. So I watched Empire, and then I finally saw the, uh, the New Hope, and I just I loved it. I used to play all the games, all the role playing mm-hmm. games, the the video games. I I have just in love with Star Wars, always have been, always will be, and that's that's why I, I wanted to talk about this. How about you, Gina? What does Star Wars mean to you? Uh, well, first, I'd like to update my status to professional nerd because I heard you guys say it. And I, <laughs> I want to change, I have to say. I mean, writing a book that is professional nerdism at its finest. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate sure. that. For thank sure. you. Um, so Star Wars, I like the idea of good and evil. So it appeals to me for that reason. And also the idea that there is a force that you can tap into is hugely appealing to me what was the question no, you nailed it yeah that no, was thank the, you yeah that was good all right so uh the whole thing that we do here uh is we read a comic book read a novel with the theme the theme was star wars so for the first comic book i picked a book called vader dark visions it is a book of five short stories 
anthology setup, so nothing's connected, not an overarching story, written by Dennis Hopeless and drawn by Paolo Villanelli. I'm just guessing that's what it is. I, I'm sorry if I messed it up. I love your art, though. Um, quick synopsis of the book. It is a bunch of short stories where Vader is interacting with different people in the universe and how, or excuse me, the galaxy, because it's Star Wars. It's not a universe. Yeah, it's a galaxy. galaxy. Far, far away. Um, Long time ago. <laughs> that's right. Um, and uh, it's like how people who know who he is interact with him. Um, the Right off the bat, I love the first issue. That was my favorite, where he lands on a planet, <clears throat> rides a space horse, and fights a giant kaiju. And for those that don't know what kaiju is, it's a giant monster, like uh, Godzilla is a kaiju. Or oh, God, King Kong. Godzilla is a kaiju? Yes. Kaiju is just the Japanese word for giant monster. Oh. Yeah. Oh, or, okay. And also monster, but like yeah. when you say kaiju, you You're think... talking about giant monsters. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I I mean, I, I love the action of it. He he basically lands on this planet where this this kaiju has has kept these people underground and he just eats them whenever they come up and they have to like constantly like run from them and we're talking hundreds of years of this. So there is a prophecy that the a black knight will come to the planet and free these people from this monster that they consider a god, like an evil god that eats them. Kind of like Cthulhu. Um and Cthulhu is He's a giant elder god uh, created by Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. It's a story. Short story. Call it Cthulhu. Read it. It's good. Blow your mind. Okay. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, literally melt your mind. Then. Yeah. Um, literally. Uh, okay. So, so yeah. So, uh, he's... So... And he kind of, like, saves him. And it's, it's all from the perspective of one of the inhabitants of this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, right off the bat... He's riding a space horse. I mean, what else? What else do you need? It's pretty badass that he was riding a space horse. Yeah. For me, like, I liked it. It made me want to keep reading the rest of it. But for me, I was like, oh yeah, I'm about to read a comic book about Darth Vader, and I'm like, who the hell is this alien guy? I don't, <laughs> I don't care about this guy. Hurry up and get to the Vader stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of like the beautiful thing, because like all the issues are like that. Like yeah. Vader is almost a secondary character of it all. You know, I mean, that's what I thought was really cool because it's like I don't know. The way I look at it is, Vader's not even the protagonist about it. He's more of an antagonist in it because he's the one that's usually causing problems for them in the, all five issues. That's would true. He, and he wouldn't be the protagonist. Isn't the protagonist the good guy? Well, usually the protagonist is the person who's just being that's being told through the story. Oh, right, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And since they're not telling the story through his eyes, and he's usually causing problems for the people who are being told the story is usually the antagonist in it, which is still really cool because it's still about him. Right. right. Just not from his perspective. Yeah. Which right, is a, not which from is his a fun perspective. thing. What was uh what was one of the issues that stood out to you, Watson? Um there's two that I really liked. I liked the um the one that was about the the guy who was in charge of the Star Destroyer mm-hmm. who was supposed to get that rebel spy Right. During the mission, he's like, ah, oh, we don't care about the spy, whatever. He could go ahead and leave. And then he gets a transmission saying, yeah, Vader's on his way to get that spy. And he's like, okay, guys, go straight for the spy right now. <laughs> and everyone just dies because he just, you know, we need to send everybody to go get him. Oh, no, there's too much sand on that planet. There's no way we're going to be able to fly through it. We can't see anything. I don't care. I want every TIE fighter in that planet. Then the guy leaves the atmosphere once everything gets in there. Oh, man, now he's leaving the atmosphere. Chase after him. 
No, we're in an asteroid belt. That's going to destroy the Star Destroyer. I don't care. And then they all die. It blows up. And wow, the- you really are a professional nerd. You really <laughs> have it down. I read a lot of lot of manga and comic books, mostly manga. I'm so, impressed. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, too, the the um, the stress, too, of them, like, trying to get this done yeah, before Vader gets there. Mm-hmm. It's just he, he really builds it up. You know what I'm saying? And, and Vader's not even in the issue. Yeah. He's not even in the issue the whole time. That's what I thought was really cool. The last time you see him is just the guy about to die, and it just shows half of his face as Vader and the other fo- half of his face. I thought that was just really cool uh, artwork. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't understand. No, that... Yeah, definitely the artwork was phenomenal. Oh yeah, the artwork yes. was awesome. Yeah, um, there that like I just love the kaiju with his face all pointy mm-hmm. and stuff with his hands. It was great. What about you, Gina? What what stood out to you, good or bad? Um, well, the one that stood out the most, probably I think, because it bothered me. What, what was the name of the one that had the woman in it? That one was called... I just know that was number, what, three? That was number three, and it was called... Tall, Dark, and Handsome. Oh, my God. That, just in and of itself, bothers me. So I hate to be Debbie Downer. Um, I loved the artwork. You always want to say something positive before you bring it down. So I loved the artwork. And I thought... So the idea of the woman who fantasizes about the evil guy and did she collect skin flakes is that that was yes that's actually that's just that's just nasty so there's that but um it almost reminds me of like the criticism when you know uh when shows like in the 60s i dream a genie came out and bewitched and it was like you wish that some woman was in a bottle and just was dying to kiss your ass all day and you just were saying no like it's just like some guy's dream and this just felt like more of the same and then on top of it she's fantasizing about him and then he kills her like she's nothing which might seem innocent but you know i i just i'm gonna have to say thumbs down thumbs down thumbs down on it i not that it wasn't a good story um, like you thought it was written well? And yes, everything? it was written well. So again, I'm bringing the positive when you knock it down. The great artwork and very well written. And I think we need to bring that theme a little, you know, might seem innocent, but just kind of be aware that that actually might offend some people. Yeah, it's it's 2020. We got to worry about yes, that Yes, kind yes, of 2020. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So... So you didn't you didn't like that? Would you? What we've been talking about the space kaiju. What do you think of the space kaiju? Again, I love the artwork. It's really a disturbing, disturbing image. Like I actually thought it was scary, <laughs> I, which is, I guess, the point. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, yeah he's a he's a, a a quote unquote god to these uh, evil god to these people. You know, imagine if Jesus was just going around eating you. You know. That's weird. Yeah. But I get where you're going with it. <laughs> yeah. I was just imagining just e- Jesus just walking around, just taking bites out of people. <laughs> Zombie Jesus. I'm I'm sure that's a book somewhere. Thank you, oh, my, I'm sure. Thank you, my son. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I know you're supposed to eat the bread, but I'm going to eat you. Oh, we are going so far it's down, getting, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not to be blasphemous as three Jews too, sit here talking about. Yeah, I about. know. And too late. And too, too late. All right. Um, awesome. So let's go over covers. 
Uh, obviously, I love the first cover with yes. him. Can you pull it up? Because yes. as you know, um, one of us of the three has ADHD. I'm not going to say who. It's two of us, actually. I do, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank goodness. I don't have ADHD. I just have the ADD. Oh, all right. That's a step, <laughs> a step up. So here's the first one. Very the, nice. Of the with him on the space horse. I yes. love the shield. I love the whole aspect. Mm-hmm. It's badass. Uh, here is the one with the Tie Fighter one, and once again, he's getting real creative with the artwork. I yes. feel like on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that? What is that? Who is that? The guy in the center. Yeah, it? that's the the guy who's controlling the who's in charge of the giant. Uh, Star Destroyer, the little ship that's the one on the that sends there. everyone to die. Got yeah. it. Yeah, this though, this is this is for you can run issue five, and uh, seeing this printed was a really awesome. Like it just the colors pop. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love the design. It's definitely if it if it had a space horse, it would be my favorite. But unfortunately. <laughs> This is going to be number two. Yeah, I would get that cover art as a poster and put it on my wall. Yeah, what do you like about it? I mean, what just in particular? It just looks really nice. I like all the colors, and I just think it's really cool that it shows Vader's mask, but it's also like a skull on all four sides and everything like that. Mm -hmm. That one, that issue is the one that's foggy to me, and I, like I said, I just read that one last night, and yeah, (laughs) it's so foggy. Shows how good it was. Space Kaiju Monster. I have to say, I think that might be my favorite. Cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, this one was actually a variant, like a very expensive variant. I think it was like a $20, like if you came Like to, a special edition. Yeah, it was a spe- it's, they're called ratio variants. And mm. ratio variants work so you have to buy a certain amount of books to get that certain cover. What? Or, or you don't get a cover? Right, so we're talking from the retailer level. So this, let's say this is a one in a hundred ratio variant. You have to buy a hundred of this specific issue to get that cover, to get one of those covers. Wait, I, I don't understand. Otherwise, is there a cover on the book? Yeah, no, 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 a no, cover. no. The other cover oh. was the one with him as the horse, where he had the horse and the shield. So, But if you bought 100 of those ones with that cover, they sent you one with that cover instead. So I'm going to break something down to you because oh, I know like you're not it, a... It's like a bonus cover? Right. Yeah. So, it's like alternate art. Cover? It's like alternate yeah. art. So Who knew there was such a thing? Yeah. So, alternate art? So Gina <laughs> is a... She writes and reads novels, but she's not a big comic book person. So let me preference that before I explain to her what variant comics are. Sorry, nerdlin. Yes, I apologize in advance. So what they like to do is they'll have, you have your main cover, and then they have what's called a variant cover. It's the same inside, just a different cover. And sometimes those are more like for just to make like different choices for people. Some people will buy all the covers for things. It's a way for publishers to get more money. That is brilliant, actually. It's like a special bonus edition CD, like, you know, secret, whatever. I love that. They even have secret variants, and they'll have, like, a cover that has, like, regular cover, but, like, they'll mix in little ones that are, like, slightly off and stuff. And then the ratio... That's brilliant. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to use that. I probably shouldn't bang. I'm going to use that idea. I'm going to make a secret cover. Yeah. And then I think I'll do it for my life and have a secret cover identity <laughs> that I only give to certain people. Perfect. I think this is, I love this. Yes, you can be Betty Bronze. 
I love it. Exactly. Oh, my God. And only certain people get to know about it. That's right. Even though this is brilliant. Yeah. And so a ratio variant would be, so we'll just say it's a one in 100 ratio variant. That means you have to buy 100 of those issues to get one of those covers. You mean 100 of the same issue? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wait, why would I... You personally same. wouldn't, but the retailer. We're talking from the retailers. Yeah, from retailers. Yeah. yeah. So like Com- someone who owns a comic book store would go and buy a hundred of those issues because they're gonna, you know, they want to sell them. And then when they do, the company that prints out the comic books will send them the alternate art, the variant art to for sell the- or yes. for himself. For e- either way. Either way, they could keep it for themselves, or they can but sell it. Those are yeah, but because they're ratios, they're they're marked up. Mm-hmm. So normally this comic book would be 3.99, 4.99, but because it's a 1 in 100 ratio variant or whatever it is, it could be $100 for that specific cover. Mm-hmm. I've seen ratio variants go for $200. There's some that have gone for 500. It's it's really crazy. You've given me an idea. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, very. Wow, who knew all this was going on? But what if you had a secret cover for all of your fans? Why not? Yeah, like a pre-order variant, which they also have. Pre-order? This is good stuff. <laughs> Are you That's getting you this? Money. We probably already knew. <laughs> oh, my God. I love this. I, mean, okay, I, fig- this is I didn't know they did that with comics, but I figured because I, I know trading card games, and they definitely do that with trading card games. Oh, where yeah. It's like, oh, you have different artwork. Yeah, this card's usually worth like $5, but no, since it has the special art, it's like $200. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And it's all about low printing, high printing, whatever mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Okay, you learned something new. Now, this is a classic cover. Going back, Sorry, we're going back to covers. This yes. is a classic photo cover of Vader, and Ooh. you just can't go wrong. No, you, just, you can't no. go you wrong. You feel the majesty of Vader yes. there. Yes. You know? sure nice the shading and the lighting. It is from Empire, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which everyone agrees is the best film. Yes. If you say otherwise, then you're wrong. But the, I have to say, have you seen the supercut of the prequels where they cut out Hayden Christensen and uh, Natalie Portman's love story and Jar Jar Binks? So what the one I watched that was a supercut, it was it, I saw it. It was posted on Reddit and this was years ago. And it was someone took the Topher Grace one, which everyone says that the Topher Grace one is one of the best fan edits for it. But then some other people were saying, well, this other fan edit that's really good, the last half of that one's better or whatever it was. So then they just took those two and merged them together. And I watched that one. And I, I don't know, after I watched that, I was like, why do you hate, why do people hate the prequels? Wait, like, are you it was saying really good. that there's undercover edits going on? Yes. The- yeah, fan edits. So yeah. fans will go through the whole movie and cut out all the scenes they don't like. Yeah. It's so like the one I watched, that it is- started off. During the Darth Maul Qui Gon Jinn fight, which oh is like my God, they skipped amazing. the whole first movie, which is that was a travesty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, do some people's like edits catch on? Like, like do some people have like a fan base of their edit? Like, do the, does so, it's like like a thing? Some, some. It well, all depends. It, it real. There's not a lot of people that do this as like a regular thing because it takes a lot of work. I was to gonna do that. say mm-hmm. you yeah. have to not have a job to be doing that all day. Which I mean, let's be honest, if they're that nerdy, they're probably in their mother's basement. <laughs> More than likely. Yeah. Or wow. or they make a lot of money to where they can do all that because right, they don't have to work because they already project. have a lot of money. There is that. Yes, yes, there is that. I mean, me personally, I wouldn't edit that much footage oh, no. without getting paid. Like that's Mm-mm. ridiculous. Mm-mm. Wow. 
Wow. But yeah, the one that I saw was, yeah, they cut out, it was just regular, same scene by scene, but they cut out everything that was Jar Jar Binks and all the love story stuff that Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman did. Because, and this isn't, I don't blame them. I blame the fact that they had literally no chemistry. Mm-hmm. If you look at them, they they just, they don't look like they're in love. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They look like they're like an arranged marriage. And I'm like, no, the whole point is that he fell in love when he's not supposed to as as a Jedi. They're not, they're anti-emotion. Mm-hmm. They, they need to be just clear-headed for the Force. You know what I'm saying? And the Sith are all about pro-emotion. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta feel that passion. You gotta, mm-hmm. you use that. Yeah, which they usually use to manipulate people, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. But yes, speaking about Sith, why don't we go into our book that we read called Darth Plagueis. Yes. Quick synopsis of the book. Darth Plagueis, one of the most brilliant Sith Lords who ever lived. Possessing power is all he desires. Losing it is the only thing he fears. As an apprentice, he embraces the ruthless ways of the Sith. And when the time is right, he destroys his master, but vows to never suffer the same fate. For like no other disciple of the dark side, Darth Plagueis learns to command the ultimate power over life and death. Now, I think it's really important because I'm sure when you were reading it, Gina, you were a little confused about the rule of two. Watson, I think you're the best to describe the rule of two. So the rule of two for the Sith, I don't know. It was at least thousand, at least a thousand, thousands of years before um, the movies and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was pre was I think it was Darth Tyrannus is the one who He's, came up came, with it. Yes, but um, what it was is that the Sith crave power more than anything. That's what they want. They want nothing but power. And when they, with the problem that they were having is the Sith with thousands of them, they were all mercilessly killing each other because they needed to prove that they had more power. Mm-hmm. So to show how the Sith can get the maximum amount of power is they ruled it down to there can only be two Sith at a time, a master and an apprentice. Oh. So then that way, the apprentice always has someone that he's trying to get better than. Mm-hmm. While the uh, master always has someone he knows is trying to take the power away from him. So no matter what, the Sith always grow. Yeah. That's sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's amazing. And that was the thing that Plagueis was always trying to do. He was trying to control life. You know, like all those scenes when he when they when he's talking about when he's in the labs and all that stuff, that was his thing. It was it was about just how can we how can I become more powerful? How can I live forever? You know what I'm saying? And I love the whole angle of the politics. The way because through everything, it's always been about power. You know what I'm saying? Like pure force, Darth Vader, Darth uh, Sidious, all these guys, it was all about power through force and stuff. But Plagueis took it a different direction because he's part of the intergalactic banking clan, meaning that all the money in the galaxy all goes through his people. So all the wars, the clone wars, for instance, that was all fine. He financed both sides, the separatists and the Republic. So that's what... So his hands are in all the pots. And if you think about it, that makes the most sense. If you want to take over stuff, you can't just go in and start shooting people. You know what I'm saying? You got to do things behind the scenes. That's right. And as as Watson was saying earlier, like, the Sith were hidden for thousands of years. Like, it was only in the first movie 
when, like, with Darth Maul, like, when they realize, oh, my God. The Sith are back. The Sith are back. They've been gone. And there, there's a whole conversation between Mace Windu and Yoda in the, at the end of the first movie where he's like, okay, but did they kill the, the apprentice or did they kill the master? Oh. Yeah. And this new Star Wars that just came out. Mm-hmm. Boo. <laughs> a boo? Hard boo. Oh, Hard yeah. boo? What, the, what, the the newest one? Like yes. Rise of Skywalker? Oh, it's the worst one. Oh, worst one? I, it's the worst one. I have to disagree. Oh, no. Last Jedi was the worst one. The and prequel? One... Was it the, the first prequel? That was pretty. I, I fell asleep. Yeah, yeah, so have I. And I hated every second of The Last Jedi. I hated that yeah, movie. Yeah, that was just... Through and through. It was It was bad. It was bad. But but the but I and I didn't mean to digress. No no of oh, course. Yeah. I had a question which was why wasn't Yoda in the in the movie? He died in uh, Revenge of the Jedi or oh, Return, Return of, of the Jedi. Yeah, that's the original name of the movie. I always get it. I always say it like that for some reason. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe he's gone for good. Well, with uh, he, there's baby Yoda now. Well, he's not <laughs> actually really? Yoda though. Um, or if we can have this conversation, I think he's I've only gone. watched the first two episodes of. The well, they don't go into anything bored. of his backstory yet, so it's all speculation now. And I think Yoda, Baby Yoda, is actually Baby Yoda clone. Meaning he's a, he's a clone, clone of Yoda himself? Yeah. Yes. Like, they cloned Yoda because... I just don't know when the Mandalorian takes place. It takes place five years after Jedi. Return of the Jedi. So it takes place five years after that and, like, 15 years or so before... Um... Force Awakens? Yeah, 15 or, or like 20, yes. I think there's like a 20-year gap in between those, something like that, yeah. Yeah, but is it the Baby Yoda already supposed to, like, those, I already know that, that the, the Yoda race, because it doesn't actually have a name, the right. race of that species doesn't have a name for the 40 years that Star Wars has been around, never had a name. Yeah. I hope they keep it that way, by the Me way. Me too, yeah. But um, I would think that that baby is already like 50 years old because their, their age for hundreds of years like yoda right. was uh, was already um counselor he was counselor of the like the head counselor of the jedi council for what hundreds of years already at that mm-hmm. point yeah so like the fact that there's a baby it could be like 50 years or something they, they actually say he's 50 literally they actually say that he's they, 50 what, years they old. do yeah he's 50 years old oh wow so i was right well, yeah, yeah so i guess in yoda years and yeah. that would, would so it takes place five years after so that means there's four because so I don't know Empire- if they would because ha- they just started doing the clone technology during like what like a little bit before the no no things? no clone technology was the prequels my friend yeah I remember the clone that's what I'm wars. saying that's so what I'm saying this is, the yeah. prequels and the prequels were only like 20 years before the start of um, no not 20 years no it was, no it was like what I don't remember how old Luke was. He was what, sixteen when he started in. Yeah, so, so was he was he years. was born at the end of the third prequel. Yeah, so twenty years from that. So yeah, so now we're looking. Yeah, so now we're fifty years. So he could have they could have cloned him during the Clone Wars for all we know, and then they just like let sat on him, the Empire. I don't know. I don't think Yoda would have been okay with that because Yoda's all about the Force, and I feel like the whole cloning shit is like, mm, no, that's not good with the Force. I feel like yeah. they would think that that's. I don't Anti, think, that's not natural, and that would be something that a Sith would do. I don't think it was exactly. That's what I'm saying. It was a Sith because <gasps> remember who starts the cloning process in the beginning. I haven't watched the was the in Count so long. Dooku, well, the yeah. apprentice, the apprentice, quote unquote, of this of the Sith Lord, Darth uh, Darth Sidious. Why would who he was, clone Yoda 
them because for the power. Is incredibly strong. Yeah, he's he's basically the basic way I think of him, and I don't know about the canon, is he's a conduit for the force. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the force just runs through him. You know what I'm saying? He's the strongest force user until Anakin and Luke and Legends. Uh, yeah, Luke and Legends, but I think he was stronger than Anakin. You think he was stronger than Anakin? Mm-hmm. Just, just purely, well, purely force. Purely by force. Yeah. But but the difference is... is He has 900 years under his belt. Right. <laughs> There's that, but he's also 100% on the light side. Yes. See, Isn't Anakin Darth Vader? An- yes. yes. But Anakin is the balance. He's the only one in the galaxy that can be dark and light. That's what he was brought to... Yeah, he was born to be the balance of the force. They talk about that in the prequels. He's the he's the chosen one. He's the one that balances. And actually, in the Clone Wars, the the TV show, there's a part where they they meet these crazy force wielders mm-hmm. that are pure dark side and pure light side. And he literally is able to control, like take them both down because that was he's a the balance. Episode. Yeah, that was. Oh, so but does lovely. that mean that he's part light? So part of him is good and part of him is yeah. bad. Yeah, exactly. Yes, he's he's literally the the. Yeah, and that's why he has he he's was raised by the Jedi, and then he went to the dark side because he he can go with both. But tragedy actually is what brought him to the dark side. Is and he vegan? <laughs> Darth Vader is not vegan. <laughs> but speaking, what a perfect yeah, what a perfect segue. Gina, why don't you tell me your favorite part of the book? Well, um, I love the idea of uh, so is it. Darth Plagueis. Plagueis. I always want to say Darth Pegasus, but that yeah. just makes me... That honestly look. sounds a lot cooler, though. It does. Darth Pegasus? Pegasus? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Darth Pegasus, I love that <laughs> his ra- his whole race is, is vegan, right? They yes. don't eat meat, which I just want to make a little pitch. It's not nice to eat meat. You're killing the animals, and there's not a lot of time on this planet left, so we, have, we all have to make our contribution. And even the evil people are making their contribution to the planet by not eating meat. Also, not eating meat uh, at business meetings, I think, is a good um, rule of thumb. Yeah, right? but yeah, Plagueis like, pointed that out. Yeah, he, he hates how humans always are, are eating at business <laughs> meetings, which is totally it's a totally real thing. And it's so random. But the point, the takeaway here, people, not to be Debbie Downer, but it's just that <laughs> that you can be bad and still be good. <laughs> the most evil being in... What well, One could argue, though, that because he's not eating meat, maybe that's why he was so evil. Mm. <laughs> you guys we can't see seen- Gina right now, but she is definitely... She, she's got the neck thing going on right now. She's, she's uncomfortable. She's I, I eat meat I, and I'm I, not evil. I, well, but, <laughs> but that's like saying, well, I don't play golf. Right. And so that's why I'm evil. Like, how, where, where, how, what is the, you're saying like not eating meat can just make you so mad that it makes yeah, you Yeah, right. Evil. Exactly. Because you need, yeah. It, it, I was, no, I, no, I get the joke. No, I was doing, I do. yeah, broad stroke joke. I love your dissection of it, though, because, yes, exactly. They're so frustrated because they're not eating a steak with dinner that they have to that kill they, the whole universe. To, yes, I can see. <laughs> I, I can see that. I, and I, I can actually see someone using that argument to justify eating meat. Yeah. I want to say, people, I know it's hard. I struggle every day, <laughs> and I realize that, you know, these things taste good, but you just want to make this your contribution. It's, it's important to try. Plagueis tried. Like Plagueis. 
That's right. Right? And his whole race, right? That's right. Well, there's actually lots of races in, in Star Wars that don't eat meat. A lot of herbivores. Like tauntauns. Tauntauns. Tauntauns? Yeah, from Empire, remember when they opened him up and put Luke inside? That's a tauntaun. I missed that one. That was the... That's the, the best Star Wars movie. In the, the in the snow, remember? And like... Oh. No. That's the, different than the Empire Strikes bad. Back. No, right? we're yes, we're talking about Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. I saw oh, the Empire yeah, Strikes yeah, Back. Yeah, remember when Han Solo finds him freezing in the snow and he opens up the animal and oh, shows him Oh, yes, vaguely. That's vaguely. a tauntaun. Yeah. Yes, that's my ADHD. Okay. Which, do you know how uh, warm it is on the inside of a tauntaun? <laughs> Lukewarm. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take yeah. credit. I saw that on a meme. I'm just... I'm just I don't know how to, uh, like, who do you cite? Don't you know the first rule of comedy? Just steal all the jokes you can. I'm not Carlos <laughs> Mencia, sir. But there's a marketing strategy in here somewhere that, like, even tauntauns don't eat meat or something. Well, or go, tauntauns are vegan. Well, okay. we don't know. We actually, we, uh, we actually don't know. Oh, yeah. well, what's Darth Vader's race? Human. I guess. No, he, yeah, he's, he's human? they're humans. Yes, they're, they're humans there. You, you can call Vader a cyborg, technically. Yes, I don't think he but actually they, eats when he when he becomes a straight up. I I don't know. I've never seen anything on that, but I believe I'm, he just. I would think he, he would need to, but also wouldn't surprise me if Darth Vader didn't, just because of the whole fact that the thing that makes Darth Vader so strong is that hate is what gives you your powers the strongest with with the dark side, and he hates himself, and that's why mm -hmm. he's so powerful. Yeah, interesting. He, he hates himself because of all the stuff that happened with him and Padme. It's all his fault. And that's what he hates, and that's why he fell so hard, because he hates himself. Deep. Yeah, he lost. And he's human, but they're... Mm -hmm. So he could not eat to make himself suffer, because he hates himself so much. Yeah, I and, and being a cyborg, they could probably just inject some nutrients yeah. so he stays alive, you know what I'm saying? That's And all humans will be cyborgs at some point. Oh, maybe. yeah, I cannot wait to get robotic legs. Like, I, that's going to be great. I hear it's it's a kind of evasive procedure, but I think it'll be worth it. It will be worth it. I yeah. already have acrylic lenses. Oh, there you go. And I can see through the wall. Oh, nice. Well, oh, cool. I'm sorry about <laughs> my underwear. I didn't mean to wear the thong. She I went in a war. Dylan. No, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what, what stuck, out, stuck out to you, Watson? Well, I was just, I was glad to be able to get a story that, is about the Sith that doesn't involve a bunch of murder and all that stuff. Yeah, there really wasn't a lot of murder. You're right. Like, it's not about... Because, like, during that time, it's all of them being secretive and trying to figure out their way to be able to take power. And I just thought that was really cool about seeing the Sith in their secret, secret ways of how they were able to organize everything and eventually take over the galaxy. I just think that that was my favorite part about the whole thing. Totally. Like, how... Like we always, we know like you know they can shoot lightning, they can mm -hmm. see premonitions, they can move things and crazy with their lightsabers. But I think the most powerful thing that the Sith have is their knowledge. Yeah, and their yeah, the, their knowledge is they have a lot of knowledge because they have tons of like thousands of years worth of like alchemy that they can use mm -hmm. to try to figure out stuff. And yeah, they <laughs> definitely have a lot of knowledge <laughs> for sure. And uh, and yeah, and the whole idea, like, just the I just love the idea of the banking clan thing. Yeah, like, oh yeah, that's like, not, who, when I first found out that Plagueis was a um, a businessman like years ago, I was like, oh yeah, this guy's gonna be a badass just because he was a businessman and no one knew that he was a a Sith Lord. That's just badass to me. Yeah, and his master Darth Tenebrus was an engineer. I'm not aware of Darth Tenebrus. That was the guy that he kills in the beginning of the book. 
Got it. Yes. And he's a Biff. Do you know what a Biff is? Yes. A bi- like, like a, the cantina not like singer. A bitch or, no, no, no. Speech impediment. No, it's now, not. You remember in the, the New Hope when they go to the tavern or the cantina to meet Han Solo? Yes. And those guys that they're playing the do 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 do. That's a bit. That's a bit. Oh. Yeah. And this one has like a uh, Tenebrous has like a full on Darth Vader mask kind of thing going on. I've seen a couple drawings of him, and he literally looks like he has these, those weird bald head and, and big eyes, and then like a Vader thing around his mouth. They're called a Bith? They're called a Bith. Son of a Bith. Son of a Bith. <laughs> <laughs> the Bith Sith is what really throws you off, though. <laughs> yeah. That was, and that was another thing, too, I, I really liked about reading it, is like they talk about, oh, this character is this kind of race, this character is this kind of race, and then you, you Google, like, what is that one? Oh, I remember that one. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the races in Star Wars. You know what? Let's talk about what we want to see in Star Wars. What kind of stuff... Would we like to see? Fire Kathleen Kennedy. Okay. Okay. Well, on a positive note, <laughs> what are things that we would like to see? Ka- um, Kathleen Kennedy is the person who's in charge of Star Wars right now. Oh. Yeah. All the okay. Disney stuff coming out. What was the character uh, in this last Star Wars? What was the, the one, the, the main protagonist? Ray? Kylo. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Yes. yes. Kylo Ren or Ray? The, the girl, girl or the guy? The girl. The girl. Yeah, that's Ray. Yeah, I enjoyed them both, but I'm more of her. Yeah, no, and I was just talking about this to her engineer, Derek. She, as important as she is, she's like not a main like main focus in the last movie. Like, wait, I thought she, wait, I mean, in this I last thought, movie, I thought she was the whole focus. Am I maybe confused? not focused. Maybe like her badassery wasn't focused enough because I feel like she's way more powerful than they put on. Oh, okay, and and because I. Was out. Of, I'm a little out of the loop. Like coming into it, I was just like, "Wow!" I thought I was impressed. Although it seemed like they were trying to make her look like she had all the power. But then, who was her? The guy with the hair. The Kylo Ren. Kylo, Kylo Ren. But then there was a point where he was going to kill her, but then he didn't. Mm-hmm. Right. Because Carrie Fisher told him to back off. Right. Which implies that he had the power and that she wasn't as powerful. Right. So. That was the weird thing that Disney has brought into it because the force, other than a Skywalker, is not hereditary. You know what I'm saying? Skywalkers should be only because he was literally Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, was made from the force. So it would make sense that he would pass on why Luke and Leia would be strong, why Luke and Leia's kids, if Luke had kids, would be strong in the force. But Palpatine was not from any kind of force-wielding people. He was, as you know from the book, was just brought into it. You know what I'm saying? So why was he... Because it seemed like it was, it's like feminist, like they had equal power, but then it was almost implying, well, she only has more power because he chose not to kill her because Carrie Fisher said, don't do it. Implying that he had more power than she did. It was like, felt like a subtle diss. So yes and no, his, it's, it's like the thing back to Yoda. He has more training with it. She doesn't really have as much training as, as Kylo. Cause he, oh. he learned under Luke. And he learned under Snook, which is was actually just a clone of Palpatine and everything. So he's had he's had more time. He's okay. had more time to sharpen it. But and this is a theory that was brought uh, by uh, someone I work with at the at uh, the comic book store, Flying Colors, about how in the first movie, you know how they go into each other's minds, and then all of a sudden she's like good with a sword, 
You know what I'm saying? We're good. <clears throat> yes. Good with yes. the lightsaber. Sorry, not a sword. Yes. Watson like looked like he was about to punch me in the face. Like, how dare you, sir? Yeah. And he was saying that like, okay, so they should have explained it. Like, what if like when they were in each other's brains, like, you know, she learned how to use a sword because it's okay that like she doesn't have training in the force and she's good with the force. That could just be a natural thing, but to be good with a lightsaber like I'm like you're not gonna pick up a sword and start fighting a knight you know out of nowhere you know yeah. what I'm saying the thing that was really annoying to me is like I know the lightsaber forms to where you can show me a scene and I will tell you what light, what lightsaber form they're using based off of how they're oh, like how it looks wow yeah. okay when I say professional advanced. nerd I'm talking about professional oh, nerd oh, okay <laughs> I am not a professional nerd I now I'm now that I've seen this I'm not even gonna say that I, I mean, used you to I used to role play I used to role play on the Star Wars MMO game as if I was a Jedi and work my way up as an initiate all the way up to a Jedi master. I yeah. love that. Old I do want to say, I really love that. <laughs> so I have a lot of experience with that where I even had to train my own little paddle wands and all that little stuff. So I got tons of experience. And like for her to be able to just use form one without anything like that, she was using form one, which is she chose. She was clearly, it's just a super basic yeah. lightsaber form. But like for her to not have any knowledge of how to use a lightsaber and be able to use a lightsaber form, I mean, I'm getting nitpicky right there because most people aren't going to be able to notice what lightsaber forms there are. But it's like, she also used to fight with a staff. Yeah. So it's like a staff and a sword, completely different completely. weapons. Completely. And however you're going to use it, it's a completely different way. So it just doesn't make sense for her to really be too good at it. I mean, for me, it kind of makes sense for Finn to be able to be really good, at least in the first movie when he has a little tuffle with them makes sense for him to be able to know how to use a weapon like that because he was kind of a stormtrooper at some point right but well what do you think of the idea uh that my friend mike came up with like because they went into each other's minds like she kind of picks it up from that would i mean because the one thing that they didn't really explain is how they have their force bond I don't know how the hell they have the right. first bond. No, they no, never explained. They did. Yes, they did. When did they explain Snook, that? In in re, in um in the Last Jedi, Snook is the one that said, "I've been connecting you two. Oh, so Snook oh, is the okay. one that connected okay. them. After that, because okay. the connection was already made, that's how they were able to connect it. Con continue so in the next. So he's movie. the one that caught. Why would? Why? I don't even some right uh, because because <laughs> because he's a o, because he's he an OG the, Sith and he wants the strongest apprentice whether if it's it's his granddaughter or if it's a Skywalker which he's been used to controlling Skywalkers true uh, right okay he, okay he's well, a Sith it's not only does no. he want he needs to have an apprentice that's powerful too and as uh, which don't go too much into in this book but the Sith have multiple apprentices. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't just have one because they want to make sure that they have the strongest one. Yeah. Like uh, at Palpatine, he had Darth Darth Maul and uh, and Count Dooku mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm. Yeah. But everyone knows Darth Maul is the coolest one of all. Yeah, of course. With, you know, with the spikes and the, yeah. Being a Zabrak. Okay, oh. I'm 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 learning a lot. Oh, the Zabrak. That, that, Can yeah, we? Okay, a badass let's, race. You, you will love this. So there are... <laughs> there are Zabrak, the Darth Maul's race. The guys have have uh, horns, and they're very strong and Force-sensitive. And the women are straight-up mythical, magical ladies. And they literally the send the guys to the other side of the planet. And when they need them, they just... Wait, why would you say I would like that? That doesn't make me look good <laughs> at... 
no, 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 because they're badass. Because they're badass. Oh, okay, that yeah. was a good save. No, <laughs> if you would have let me finish, they, they, they uh, have they, the women are the most powerful of of the race, and they yes. and they use their influence in different ways. You know what I'm saying? Like they completely influence in Clone Wars. They completely influence Count Dooku. Like they think his apprentice was killed. But really, she she's not. She's actually one of the death sisters. Death sisters. Night sisters. Night sisters. Wow. Sorry. But yeah, and like they use force magic in a really cool way. Nice. Yeah, and like the when they use spike. the force, it's like magic, not like the force. It's like oh, magic. Like, like they that. glow green and they and chant stuff like that. and yeah. like all this stuff. And it's like a, like it's actual magic instead of just force stuff. Yeah. I like that because the for- the force is like the force is magic. You know, I, we're gonna retcon right now. There's no midi chlorian. Okay, there's not magical beings. But that is canon, though. Is it though? Because they haven't talked about midi chlorian since. Well, they the don't first have movie. to. They said that every. They said that episode one through episode six, and including the Clone Wars movie and the Clone Wars TV show, all of that is canon. Right. And they mentioned midi chlorians in episode one. I'm pretty. That's in why episode, that, in epi- the the movie. Yes, the movie. Okay, but that doesn't mean it wasn't retconned. No, that's true. You're going high level nerd on me, guys. Retcon is... Okay, so there's a reboot Mm -hmm. and a retcon. A reboot is like a brand new thing. Completely, Everything is completely different. You know what I'm saying? A retcon is like something slightly different. So a retcon, for instance, on Captain America would be his... He's got a square shield now instead of a circular one. That's a retcon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, it's not. something. Yeah. Yeah, retcon. That's yeah. I mean, don't, that's don't super nerd shit. It, so you're you're good on that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if they retconned it, and it, I mean, to me, I, I didn't really care about the midichlorians that much, anyways. It's like, okay, cool. It's just a way to be able to tell if someone is able to use the force, whatever. That's not, but no, it's the amount in your bloodstream is how much you can use the force. That's what's stupid to me. Yeah. The, it's just to have it in you, and then like you can use it because. Because everything has midichlorians in it. Exactly. That was the whole thing. Is that's how the force is bound by, the. The well, galaxy. At least, well, yeah, the whole galaxy is the forces in everything, mm-hmm. and that's the why they're able sand, to control everything. Yeah, everything. I love that. That's I, the force. I have to say that that concept to me is brilliant, isn't it? And mm-hmm. there's so many levels to it, like especially and the Sith use it just so much cooler, you know, like the whole stuff with Darth Plagueis, how he wants using um, midi chlorians to keep prolong his life, mm-hmm. and then like all that knowledge was stolen by Palpatine. Uh, you know, and right, it's it's canon that Palpatine made him, or do we know the canon? Uh, so that because the that book is re- that book got retconned. That's right. not canon anymore because that's right. Legends. Oh, nothing right, right. Legends is like I said. The only thing that before Disney bought it, the only thing that was previously made before Disney was the Clone Wars TV show episodes one through six, and then the Clone Wars movie too. The, the which animated is just, one, yeah, which is technically just the first five episodes. Oh, it is. Yeah. I never watched it. It's it's literally the first five, five episodes. episodes of yeah, it. if you, I never watched uh, I never watched uh, Clone Wars all the way through. I just watched a lot of fights. Yeah, <laughs> like a lot of them. That's because the fights in that. Are bad. Oh my god, dude! And, such, I love that you're such the nerd. And how cool was Anakin? Like in that show? Like oh my god, Hayden Christensen was. Just, I'm sorry. Like I I feel bad for the guy, but he just. <laughs> Was directed terribly. He was just so lame. But yeah, I don't want to hate on hating Christensen himself because right. I've never seen anything else he's been in. But I don't want to think he's a bad actor no. just because of that. No, no, I, no. Will, I will say that George Lucas is a bad director. No, I'll say that. I Wait, was, George Lucas is a bad director. For he people. only directed the first three movies or the the pre the prequels. 
The other, the other oh, original the movies were directed no, by someone yeah, else. Yeah, he wrote it, he created it, but he didn't direct it. See, and that's the difference. That it is so interesting because the prequels I were horrible. And that's why, because he, he doesn't know how. See, he the, doesn't know how to. Direct. As you know, a director needs to be able to pull stuff out of their actors, and he he couldn't. Oh, so he so he should stick to the writing. Yeah, exactly. No offense, George, because you're brilliant. No, brilliant. My ADHD is kicking in. I, 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 I think I'm starting to tune out. Just so you know, if I start to get weirder, it's because <laughs> I have a short attention span. So. It's all good. It's all good. Thank yeah. you. I completely forgot what we were talking about. No, I'm joking. Um, oh, no. Is that a squirrel over there? <laughs> <laughs> and she looks. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, this is great. Um, yeah, let's, let's think. Is there anything Star Wars you want to talk about? Is there something? Yeah, do you have any questions yeah. for us uh, us Star Wars encyclopedias over here? Living <laughs> Star Wars encyclopedias. <laughs> is, the, is the Force a direct God reference? No. no. How not? Because they're, they, they don't talk about gods. In... They, don't talk about, they don't talk about the Force as if it's a God. They just talk about it as something that's, consi- that's just around. It's like talking about like believing in like spiritual energy or something like well, that. Well, okay, but I, when I say God, I mean, but it is, is it a reference to... Well, the Jedi and the Sith are both religions. Yes. Oh, those are religions? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and they worship the Force. Mm-hmm. So... Technically, you could say that they look at the Force as if it's like their god, but they don't think that the Force is a god. Yeah. I see. Because, but there are religions out there that believe, you know, God is in everything. Right. That's why. Yeah. I guess that's where I was more but coming from the idea that God is in everything, so that's right. what it seemed like a direct... There's no big white beard dude in the sky that's no, no, just like, no, you not, get the force, you yes. get the force, handing it out like Oprah. No, that's not, not like happening. Not like that, but just yeah. the idea that, that like, least. sort of this. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Let's give Disney some time. Let's give Disney some time. <laughs> that there's like a for that one. <laughs> um, spiritual energy that, and you can tap into it and you can use it for good or you can use it for bad. Well, think of it this way. Would you say Merlin is religious? No. Well, well no, that's a bad, that's a bad, that's a bad reference well i mean because he's that's magic so that's a whole nother but then you could tie magic to earth-based religions right sorry what was the question again i'm not sure i told (laughs) you you were asking she was she was asking about the the gods and and the god like god and and the force and like the connection in that and and the 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 quick answer is yes and no yes they the they worship the force as Mm -hmm. if it was like a god because it's a religion, but they don't view the force as if it is a god. It's not an entity. It's yeah, a, it's not an entity. It's a force of nature. Yes, yeah, like it's like that's the, why it's, it's called like the force. The, yeah, right. Yeah, it's like worshiping gravity. But do you think that's why people like it so much? Because it's like it's kind of like a spiritual principle, like God. No, I just think people really like lightsabers. To be yeah. completely honest. Well, and let's well let's also talk about the how it really affects like. They reflect society. Like, for instance, uh, when the '70s happened, people were still scared of Nazis. So, what they what did George Lucas bring? He brought, boom, the right. their empire, the Nazis. Yes, Nazis. you know what I'm saying. And in in the late '90s, early 2000s, no one was scared of Nazis anymore. Know what they were scared of? The shadow government coming out of nowhere and taking over. Yes, boom. And now, now let's and look that at banking system thing. The, That's oh. freaking creepy as hell. And then let's talk. Now let's talk about Kylo Ren. 
We're not, as people, we're not scared of shadow governments anymore. We're not scared of the Nazis. Know what we're scared of? We're scared of that emo kid petting the helmet of Hitler. You know what I'm saying? Worshipping Hitler. So think of the new order as neo-Nazis, which is even scarier. Because they know how dark and terrible Mm -hmm. the empire was. And they still want to follow him. They want to reinsurgence it. And I read that on a Reddit thread about Kylo Ren. Like, he is a neo-Nazi. He's that Columbine yes. kid. He's, yeah. And yes. after that, I was terrified of him. Yeah. Because, holy shit. Yeah. Because that's... I mean, did you see in that first scene, or not that first scene, but in the first movie of the sequels, so episode seven, I forget what exactly it happened, but he was pissed off about something. Then he just pulls out his lightsaber and just goes to town in the entire room. Yeah. Yeah, just imagine if you pissed him off in his, like, Jedi class and, you know. Yeah. Could have been a lot worse. Could have, yeah. Yeah, the Nazi, I'm glad you brought that up, though, because there like are a lot of thieves that are really scary and creepy, like the whole banking system, the yeah. shadow oh, government, yeah. the Nazi thing. Yeah. It's and, scary. And now the neo-Nazis are what we're afraid of. Mm-hmm. And it's true. I'm way more scared of that emo kid than freaking... Right. Uh, I... Whatever. Yeah, but yeah, so I'm scared of emo ADHD kids is the point I'm saying. St- <laughs> Let's end on a high note. Yes, and on the high note... Um, <laughs> what note is what's that? Our, what's our, take, what's our takeaway? Um, the note is we enjoyed the books for their flaws. Uh, we, 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 I would say... I, I, I say I we give, generally liked, liked it overall. Yeah, Dark Visions and uh, Darth Plagueis are definitely books that you should pick up. We definitely like them. Mm-hmm. Although Darth Plagueis isn't canon anymore, it's still a good read. And even though there's some anti-feminism issues in one in one of the books, it's still pretty funny. You have to admit. I don't I don't well, I I really enjoyed the artwork. <laughs> All I right. really thought it was very I love the artwork. Well, and and that's any takeaways for you, Watson? <laughs> Mm, I don't know what to say. All right. Well, then on that <laughs> note, we will end the inaugural podcast of Pros and Comms. I'm yeah. your host, Dylan. With me is the sensational Gina Gold. And to my left, Watson. Yep. That was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Right. Thanks for listening. Thank yep. you. And you, uh, you can hear more on the Grand Geek Gathering. GGG. That's enough.